Welcome back to our club podcast, all about ours. The new season is here and so are we. We're ready for the 22-23 Skybet Championship campaign. For this edition, of course, we're joined by former Rangers winger and England international Andy Sinton, but we're also joined by first-team midfielder Sam Field, as he gives us an insight into life under new head coach Mick Bill and what pre-season has been all about for the R squad. So stay tuned for what's promising to be another exciting All About Ours. Since, how's your summer been? You're looking very tanned and very relaxed. Very tan, very relaxed. Uh, summer, uh, great. Um, and nice to have that break when the football season finishes. Obviously, we're left on a little bit of a, a down the way the QBR season panned out and finished. So you have your break. You know, watched a lot of sport uh, on TV. I'm a massive sport fan. Love my cricket, love my golf. Um, but also, what we've seen in the last week or so, um, a massive shout out, a great achievement what the ladies team the England ladies team the Lioness has achieved on Sunday you know so proud to be English when you see our English team no matter what the sport is doing well absolutely brilliant what that will do for girls and women's sport uh, moving forward it should really catapult it it's 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 traveled a long way in the last few years Uh, so that was that was fantastic to see Uh, special mention there to Chloe Kelly Rangers fans uh, always be remembered for scoring a winning goal that won England a major tournament um, but yeah so the summer's been brilliant um, but like all of us watch my golf watch my cricket but I can't wait for the football season to start and uh, it's started so new for the new season you're now able to listen to me Simon Cheshire and Andy on SoundCloud Spotify iTunes and qpr.co.uk where we'll chat everything about QPR whether we're doing well whether we're doing bad we'll be here Rain or, rain or sunshine, we'll be here. So stay tuned for what will hopefully be an exciting season ahead. So first of all, since to get the summer rolling, the arrival of Mick Bill, the new head coach, what have been your first impressions, your first thoughts? Well, first of all, um, you know we, we welcome Mick to the club. Um, I think it's a, a refreshing appointment. Um, and what I mean by that is... Uh, we all see various managers who do the rounds. They go from one club and stay there a, a year or two and do okay or do well or do not so good, depending on the case, then they pop up in another job. Uh, for me, it's really refreshing to see a young uh, British coach who's put the time in. Um, you know, He's coached from various age groups right the way through. Went abroad uh, to to further his knowledge and broaden his football and education. If you like, that's a that's a big bold step to make. Um, then Mick got his sort of chance at um, senior level with a couple of clubs that he's been at and done fantastically well. He's got a great reputation in the game as a coach, uh, and you know development players. And hopefully, after QPR, the club we went through a pretty exhaustive. Um, recruitment process in getting what, we, what the club believes the right man for the job and Mick was the one that the club have chosen so we get right behind him we give him all the help he needs and wants um, and we wish him his staff and the players the very very best of luck for the for the, for the season ahead and uh, as I say there'll be ups there'll be downs just like any manager any coach but as I say uh, Mick's in charge let's get right behind him and obviously the first thing Mick did was we've had arrivals of Jay Clark, Salter, Kenneth Powell 
Tyler Roberts and Taylor Richards quickly followed, but the first two I want to mention are players that he knew as you, his earlier career. So he worked with Jake when he was a youngster at Chelsea, and Kenneth he come across while out with Chelsea while he was playing in Holland. Yeah, well, you'll, you know, Mick will tap into his knowledge um, of that level, but also right across the board, he'll have contacts left, right, and centre. He'll be able to call in uh, to, to to various clubs that he's that he's got an association with, if you like, uh, over recent years. Um, the signings he's made, first of all, for me, they're at a really good age, where I think um, it fits where the club is. You know, we're we're, we're trying to bring in younger players develop them, polish them up with a view to really helping us to where we want to get to as a football club and also if they do that the players will see the benefits themselves whether they go with us on the journey further down the line or they they do that well that someone and someone comes in and takes them you know that's the way it is that's the way it was when I was a player here you know if you look at my team or my era you know players will sign me from Brentford up the road not much money polished up sold for a lot Les comes in from non-league nothing Four or five years later, as one of the best strikers in the in the country, and gets sold for a lot of money. You know, Trevor Sinclair, the same. Um, you know, players like that. So that's the way it has to be. And Mick has been charged with you know, bringing the club forward, bringing the team forward, bringing individuals forward, and developing. Um, and I use the word development because I, <clears throat> I want to make a point. People just think about development as from youth team players. Development doesn't stop. In my book, development doesn't stop. Actually, you develop more once you've got into the first team. Um, there's this sort of myth that you can only develop when you're a young player coming through the academy into the 18s, into the 23s. In my opinion, that's not the case. You never stop developing. You you revamp your game as you get older. I changed my game. As I got older, I lost half a yard of pace or a yard of pace, or some people might say a bit more. So I had to... Develop at different sides of my game, take up different positions and play differently. So that's development. And Mick's got that background, um, highly thought of, worked with some top class players in the game, worked under some great managers, been at two huge clubs, you know, Glasgow Rangers um, with Stephen and, uh, and Aston Villa, um, and really thought highly of where he was. So, uh, as I say, goes back to he's here now, let's get behind him, and we wish him well. What would you make of the transfer activity that we have had? Obviously, we've had the four arrivals, but I think Mick said it himself, we're probably lacking in particular areas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's still a few a whole month left of the window left to go, isn't there? So. Yeah, I think that's um, there for everyone to see. You know, I think the recruitment they've done so far has been good. We've already talked about the age. You know, uh, well, Jake's 24, Jake Clark's oldest 24, Kenneth's 25. You know, uh, Tyler Roberts, I know he's coming on loan. But he's at a good age, and um, and then Taylor Richards, you know, he's only 21. Got him on loan with a view to signing them permanently, so they're at a good age where they can progress. They can give us something. They become assets for the football club. Um, but Mick said, and I know behind the scenes have said we're we're, we're still looking to add uh, a couple of positions. Uh, probably need strengthening our competition for places, if you like. So, uh, so yeah, we'll keep looking, and if the right player comes along. I'm sure the club will move for it. Then pre-season has kicked off. We started it. We had a game at Uxbridge at home at Heston, didn't we, against Uxbridge. That started it off. Mick got to see his players. Then we went to Crawley, Germany. What have you made of pre-season as a whole? Now we've concluded it and kicked off. Well, pre-season, the, it, it is what it is. It serves a purpose. You know, it's about 
the boys coming back in, uh, getting fit, gaining understanding. It almost makes it easier for some, makes it a little bit more difficult when a new head coach comes in because you very quickly, as a head coach in, in Mick and his staff uh, that he's brought in, will very quickly have to get to know the players. You can watch as many matches on a DVD, if you like, or know on the on the iPlayer if you like but until you actually work with them in person see what they like not only as players but as characters as well you know see what makes them tick see what they like around the build and see how they uh, work see if they're up or they're down various uh, with various circumstances that they may come across so uh, so yeah so pre-season get fit get organized Mick will have thrown a lot of new ideas at them uh, how he wants to play, what he wants from them individually as uh, units of the team uh, and as collectively as a team. So um, for me, that's what pre-season's all about. Then you've got the games. You know, Very quickly, you've got to get yourself up to speed. Uh, games are... I'm not one for being overly bothered, if you like, with the outcome of games, but in one sense, I am. I know I'm contradicting myself there a little bit, but the games are there for a reason. But I believe if you can go into a season having done well, won games, got your shape and organisation bedded down, that'll, that'll stand you well for going into the new season. And I think the signs have been good in the pre-season that, um, that various things that he wants to happen have been implemented. Uh, shape of the team slightly changed. I spent a lot of time last year, or the last few years, playing with three centre-backs or five at the back, however you want to term it. Looks like Mick's going to favour a back four. Some more emphasis on the two central defenders. Um, their roles will slightly change. So a little bit of a, a change for someone like a Rob, a Rob Dickey, and Jimmy, etc., etc. Who, as I said last year, we used to play more as a three. Uh, so little subtle changes. Um, you know, Kenneth's come in uh, as a fullback and has already shown what he can do. Um, midfield, I think we've got an abundance of talent. Uh, if you look at you know, the likes of Stefan and Andre Dizel, Sam Field. Um, you got Luke Amos to come back from, from injury. You've got another couple on the fringes. Um, so, yeah, we'll look, we'll look quite strong in there. And you've got your flair players. You know, a couple of them have been on the, the treatment table uh, for a while, but Chris will be on his way back very soon. Big player, great talent, great future. Uh, Tyler Roberts, who's coming on loan. Unfortunately, he's been injured, but he'll be close, um, I'm led to believe. So, so yeah, the squad's... The squad's taking shape. Is it ever perfect? No. As a coach or a manager, you always want more. It's a case of who you get, what position they're playing, can you get them? Uh, and if we can, I'm sure they will. If I take you back to when you used to pull on the blue and white hoops for <laughs> QPR, what was pre-season like for you? What manager did you go, oh, pre-season <laughs> under him? Or, and which player would you come in and go, oh, he's going to be unbelievable? <laughs> you know, pre-season, in a, in a weird weird way I used to really enjoy pre-season one I used to be I used to go away and have a complete break uh, just let the body totally um, switch off and you know go on your holiday or spend a bit of family time but about three weeks before I would come back I used to start and I got to a point where I used to set myself a little target when we come back on day one I want to be the fittest one in the squad I haven't even started yet, but I wanted to start ahead, of, if that makes sense. So uh, so that's the way I approach my summer pre-season. Really hard, you know. Um, 
hard physically, hard mentally, um, things that you have to do. Then you have to go away for 10 days. I didn't used to like going away. Um, that was just me. I'm a creature of habit, like the same training ground, like my own bed, but rarely you get carted off for 10 days you know, somewhere. Um, sometimes you used to train twice a day, three times a day sometimes. Um, and that's about building the togetherness, the team spirit, which I think is really, really important. But every player is different and you, ha you have to find ways that work for you. But pre-season is all about gearing yourself up to the first game of the season. Um, and I've seen players who've had not great pre-seasons suddenly be outstanding when the season starts. I've played in some teams where we've hardly won a game and start the season brilliantly. I've played in a team where we won every pre-season game and start the season poorly. So you never quite know. Pre-season is one of those where... You're starting again, you're into the unknown, you're apprehensive, you're nervous, you're excited, all of those emotions, and until you get going, and really we'll probably be still not quite knowing, and this is every team in the league, I, I, I believe you don't really get into your groove until six, seven, eight games in. So, um, so yeah, so pre-season for me, quite enjoyable. No one likes the running that you get put through, but again, if you flip that, the running was there for a purpose to get you into the best shape so you as an individual can contribute to your team starting the first game second game of the season and, and getting points on the board and doing well purely out of interest from my point of view what is a pre-season like for a footballer in terms of your summer holiday what are you doing are you on the beach having a few beers like I would be doing or are you still out running still doing a little uh, bit no, as I say I used to have three weeks of complete shutdown now Early in my career, I didn't have kids, but when you have kids, you know you spend as a as a footballer. There's lots of sacrifices you make. You're away from family um, a great deal of time. Um, so I used to spend the time with my family. We used to, if we could, and the kids were out of school, you know, go away, enjoy your holiday, lie on the beach, get some sun on your back. Uh, certainly have a couple of beers. Uh, probably not as many as you, but uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just 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 relaxing. You know, switch off completely. But as you you have a comeback date written down in your mind and your phone, etc., etc. As I got towards that, as I said, I used to I used to start and build it up gradually. And you know, personal pride used to kick in. I wanted to come back in really good shape, which all the lads do now. Listen, they've got their own programs that have got everything they need now so there's probably no excuse for them now but uh, yeah, you just get yourself ready for you know what's going to be six weeks five weeks whatever it is really hard work but that's going to stand you instead for the next 10 months after we we went to Germany obviously and that was a, a team building sort of you said mentioned about going away but it was more about the new squad the new manager sort of getting to know each other a bit more wasn't it but then we returned we had Wildstone we heard you tones on QPR plus pass for the first time at Wilstone and then Crystal Palace here at Loftus Road and sort of wrapping up pre-season it up the ante a little bit didn't it against the well, tough well, two, two different games as well uh, two different standards opposition I've got a load of respect for you know the National League there's some big big clubs in that league now you, know, you look at Chesterfield Notts County Wrexham uh, York um, they've all been They've all been elite clubs not long ago, and yeah, they're all vying to get back in. So when people say, "Oh, you played Wheelstone," you know, let's not underestimate. I think it's important that local clubs like ours support the clubs further down the pyramid. You know, just up the road, great crowd there. I thought we were excellent in the first half. 
you know, what was it, six nil at half time? Pete up my toe, well you weren't playing who you were playing. Now you've got to beat who's in front of you. Um so yeah, that was pleasing because that was the first time having been away myself, that was the first time I had seen the team play myself with the naked eye. Um so I was impressed. Uh, second half wholesale changes, more of an even game, wheelstone to the credit. Um made a really good fist of it and a good account of themselves. So that was that. Uh, then you go on to four days later, whatever it was, you're playing a Premier League side. You know, with the likes of Ebere in the in the in the in the team, Wilfred Zaha, you know, Benteke, uh, players like that, you know, so it's um it was an interesting four days. I thought the the, the Palace game um I thought they were very good. Um Crystal Palace. Great to see a Berry. Not great to see him score against us, but great to see him. You know what? What a what a smashing kid, humble, talented. He's got a brilliant future ahead of him. So it was great to see him back uh, here at the club. But yeah, I think they showed on the day the difference in the level of the league, and as and that's what I would be saying to our players. You know, think you can play in the Premier League? Cause some of them will. And that's good that they think they can play in the Premier League. Okay, well, if you think you can and want to, that's what you're going to have to aspire to. And that might just be a little bit of tweaks, you know, with their decision making, their, um, you know, their, their first touch, if you like, taking more chances when they're created, you know. Uh, so, yeah, so it was an interesting test. We always knew that was going to be a difficult one. 3 um, 0, I think. Scored a couple of really good goals, but again, there was aspects of our game that were pleasing. Um, but then you get ready for for the week leading up to the main the main game. When I say the main game, main game is pre-season. It's all about first game. We've known for weeks we were going to Blackburn, not the easiest place to go. Certainly for us in recent seasons or recent years, uh, I think our record up there is horrendous. Um, but yeah, we we got ready for that in in good shape. Someone that has been a bit of a star or a first name, at least on the team sheet throughout pre-season, has been midfielder Sam Field. And we caught up with him as we asked his opinion on his pre-season and as he looked ahead to a new campaign. First of all, we're here joined by midfielder Sam Field. Sam, thanks for joining us. No worries, happy to be here. First of all, what pre-season, how was that for you? Uh, pre-season's pre-season. I think you'll hear a lot of footballers say that. You know, It's just getting back into the routine, getting the running into your legs, getting minutes and just getting yourself set up for the season. So, um, obviously, new manager, new training ground. We've had quite a few changes, um, but we're all excited. You know, all excited to, to get going and... I don't think any football really enjoys the running part of pre-season, but um, we just know we have to do it and it, it's to help us for the season. If I sort of take you back 12 months, last pre-season was quite a difficult one for you, wasn't it? You had the, the injury, the surgery. Yeah, it was. I just, you know, it was one or two weeks just before the start of the season and funny enough, a memory popped up on my phone about it, which um, the other day, so it was in my thoughts. And yeah, look, it, it wasn't nice, but it's football. Um I won't be the last one to have an operation, and unfortunately, I probably won't be. You know, it won't be the last injury I have. It's just, just the way it is. But it, it was what it was, and you know, 
you just dealt with the cars you get sometimes so you have to get on with it and look since then I've, I've been really happy with the way things have gone and you know hopefully long may that continue and if you look back on last season was it one with fondness because you sort of grew, grew back from the injury a little yeah, bit yeah definitely from a personal perspective I was, I was, you know, I was very happy but once I got in I, I think I played in every game so you know, I was, I was delighted with that from a, a personal uh, effort but look it, it team's the vehicle and you know I don't think any of us were happy with how it ended last season and because it was so promising at the start um, so you know we'll learn from that and hopefully we can you know put, uh, put that right this season and sort of so the managers come in Mick Bill how's yeah. your, what's your first impressions of him uh, refreshing exciting you know he's, he's his training's very good you know everyone's fully on board with his ideas and just excited to, to learn off more of him to be honest and let, you know as the season progresses so look it's very early days I know the first game of the season's come and gone and it's a shame we lost but it's, it's a long season and I think we might take a bit of time to get going and really implement his ideas but I, I'm excited for it and uh, I think a lot of the lads are and your position with quite high numbers in midfield <laughs> yeah. but you seem to have been throughout pre-season at least one of the first names in the yeah, look, you, all I can do is try my best, and you know, some managers love that, some managers don't. You, you know, there's that's football. You know, someone loves you, someone hates you. You just get on with it. So I'm look, all I'm doing is trying my best, and if I, can, you know, I can do what the manager wants and showcase myself on the pitch, and you know, that, that's all I can do. So look, I'll just keep working hard, and we've got a really good squad, and with the, you know, with the way this season is scheduled this year, and with five subs, we're going to need everyone. So. It's not so much individual efforts, it's team efforts and as cliche as that sounds, but it is so true this year and I'm sure everyone's going to play a big part. We're obviously speaking, you mentioned after the first day of the season, what were your thoughts after Blackburn? Uh, a bit disappointing, you know, you, no one likes to lose and first you know, first game of the season, you, know, you want to get off to a good start, so disappointing from that aspect. Um, there's positives to, to come from it though, you know, the togetherness and the shape and there's definitely uh, a unity and a, an idea that that is really good and something that we need to build off and look I think we, like I said before it might take us a little bit of time to get going but you can start to see hopefully the foundation was setting is good so look it's disappointing we felt like we should have you know we could have got something from the game um I think uh, if you know that goal doesn't go in, it's a different game. But that's football. That's championship football. Sometimes you win games you don't deserve to win, and sometimes you lose. So um, yeah, we'll just try and bounce back as quick as possible. And look, there's so many games that there's going to be some upsets this year. There if is. I asked you what your targets are for the season, what would you say, personal and for the team? Personal, just you know, play as, as much football as I can. That's, you know, that's all I enjoy doing is playing football, and that's what I came here to do is to play football. So um, I don't try and worry too far in the distance um, about that. Just playing, enjoying my football, helping the team win. That, that that's what's important to me. Um, for the team, I think we need to go as far as we can. And but there was lots of playoffs talk last year, and I think this year we've just got a just slowly tick along, go under the radar a bit and see where we are. And look, we know, we've seen it last year, you don't have to be around it till February, March, because that's when we messed it up and we still had chances to get in and we hadn't won a game for God knows how long it felt like. So um, we'll just take it one game at a time and we'll see where we are. But, you know, we should have quiet confidence and I think we do and we'll just we'll see where we finish. But we play the good football that the manager wants and we can set out all you know the foundations of the shape and everything I'm I'm confident we can have a good season
And for you personally, is goals a target? You've been quite hitting the form during pre-season. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, you know, it would be nice to get on the uh, on the score sheet this season and playing a little bit higher up. I have done. Um, I think you know. Hopefully, I can do. Um, I'm not making any promises, but I, I will try my best to. And looking ahead to Saturday, Middlesbrough at home. A tough game to kick off us off here at Loftus Road, but obviously one you'll relish, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I don't think there's there's an easy game in this league. And the points you think you're going to pick up against certain people, you never do. And the ones you think, oh, that's a difficult place to go, you might go and win. So um, we just, you know, it's just another game. It's a good team. We're a good team. So we fancy ourselves. And look, I think if we're on, on our day, we fancy ourselves against anyone. So that's all we've got to do is just turn up, give it a good go and, and see what happens. And yeah, you know. It's exciting. First game of season at home. Let's see what happens. So, yes, that was great to hear from Sam. He was really insightful, wasn't he? And had a, a good take on what's been a refreshing sort of period for the club. As we First of all, on. Sam's a really good kid. Um, he's a talented player. Came. Uh, when he came and picked up that injury which no one likes to see but you know really refreshing to hear him talk about his injury because I think no matter how old you are you can get a bit down when you get injured and certainly young players who's come to the club and he wants to show everyone he can do and to pick that up very easy to go really into yourself and negative but he was saying you know when you when you digest what you've got you actually just have to get on with it it is what it is as, the, as they say you've got to deal with it You've got great support around you and the medical staff and your teammates. Hopefully you've got great family around you for when you go home because that's when it can be hard, when you go home. It's great when you're amongst 20-odd lads and you're, you're still in the treatment room or you're still in the dressing room and you, it's it, it's when you have your quiet moments that you know negativity can set in. So that was really refreshing. Um, you know, As he said, it won't be the first and it won't be his last injury if he has a long career. But great to see him you know, come through that. Uh, I thought he did well when he got on the side last season, played you know, the vast majority of the games um, in, a, in a midfield role where he, for me, just seemed to sit in, in front of the defence and break up and picked up a lot of yellow cards for his trouble. Um, but um, now you could see what he could bring to the team. But I actually think there's more to Sam Fields' game than what we saw last season. And I think we're starting to see other elements already this season that he can bring I asked him there as well what his targets are for the season and what the team's targets are when you were going into a new season did you set yourself a target I want to score 10 goals I want 15 assists what what would you set yourself well, first of all just like what Sam says first of all target one is you want to play <laughs> because unless you're playing you can't do anything else so you you have to get in the team you have to play and you have to play as many games as possible and with that you're relying on your form and you're also relying touch and wood that you, you don't pick up injuries. So, uh, so yes, Sam will want to play as much as he possibly can, just like I did. Then you're having your mind little targets. I used to think, okay, well, how many did I score last season? Can I can I better that? Because I'm a great believer that to progress, you you have to better what you did previous season, previous year, a couple of years prior to that. So kind of score so I used to set myself a little target and certainly being the position I played in uh, uh, being a provider or an assister was big so I used to I used to have a look at my numbers I used to watch my clips 
Um, did the manager ever set your target? Was there uh, someone saying you need to do this? Some, some did, but uh, not, not rigid. But I, I tend to put that back on myself. You know, uh, I always wanted to progress. So when I came from Brentford to hear someone said, "When do you think you'll play for QPR?" Well, Saturday. That's why you've signed me. Once I got on the QPR side, can I establish myself? Can I be part of a successful Premier League team? Can I then, through playing really well, can I push for an England B setup? Can I then push for the England A side? You know, and that's the way I think people should should never settle. Just like what I was saying about Mick earlier on about development. You know, development. It's all about pushing forward, I believe. You know, set your set your targets. Need to be realistic. You now, as a winger, I think I got double figures one season, so I wasn't going to be stupid and set myself. You know, I'm going to score twenty next season because that's totally unrealistic. But I would, I would set myself a target eight to ten, which for a wide player I think is not, not too bad, and set myself a number of assists when you provide for the likes of less. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you put myself under a little bit of pressure, but the main thing is for someone like Sam and he said it can he get in a side can he stay in a side can you contribute to a, a successful side uh, and can you start adding bits to your game and developing becoming a better player and if you're becoming a better player Queen's Park Rangers get the better uh, they get the best of that as, you know, as we touched on Blackburn away where we kick things off backed by 1200 hours fans that battles up there with the rail strikes and everything it was a performance, I think McBill said afterwards, that there's things we could take from, things we can improve, but despite the scoreline, which obviously everyone that went up there was disappointed <laughs> with, it sort of has a building block for foundations, isn't it, where we can sort of grow from it. Yeah, I would, you know, I watched the game, I'm doing the commentary, and I, I said what I said, and it's not too dissimilar to what... Mick said and probably not too dissimilar to the what the 1200 fans that we took up there and all those who are watching and listening on the streams would would say I think there was parts of our game where we um, took a lot of positives thought the shape of our side was good I thought we were good out of possession you know in terms of locking the pitch and winning the ball back there was passages of possession that we had which were uh, quite good Blackburn didn't cause us any problems I don't remember Senny having many big saves to make a couple of near misses but the game was settled on a moment of individual brilliance and quality if if, if you like um, but the disappointing side was we didn't create a great deal um, during the game you know Osman has his 25 yard strike which I think the keeper got a touch on onto the top of the crossbar Ilias has won the side netting early in the second half but other than that we didn't create a great deal and I think everyone's said that Mick certainly said that he didn't hide away from that because it's there for everyone to see so that's an area where we'll no doubt be working hard this week to improve on um, get better at and uh, when we get the likes of Chris and Tyler back and you know, the other guys up to speed it's early days yet we've got a young squad coming together a new coach different ideas might take us a little bit of time time's not a word that's banded about with smiles on faces on football because Mick and the players know it's about winning games and putting points on the board, you know. But uh, early days, some positives need to be better, yes. But we'll uh, we'll grow. From your point of view, since what's a realistic target for us this season? Well, again, um, I think you should always look to to improve on what you did. 
Um, so if you look at last season, I think for large portions of last year, certainly the first two thirds of the season, I think we were, I wouldn't say as good as anything in the league, but we were certainly embedded in that top six, which our league position showed. Um, for some reason, we tailed off really badly. Our form from February onwards was, let's not hide behind it, was really poor. I think it was the second worst in the league. That's a that's a stat that yeah, you, you need to look at. There'll probably be reasons for that, individually, collectively. Um, change of manager, or head coach was, was, was brought in. But in answer to your question, what are my hopes for? I wouldn't put a position. I wouldn't put a points tally. I would just like to think we can be really competitive, which we will be, and try and improve on what we did last year. So if you look at last year, what were we, 11th with 66 points or something like that? I don't know if I've got that right, but I won't be too far away. You know, can we better that? And if we can better that, and that puts us closer to the top six, um, very easy to say, oh, well, we need to be 10 points better or six places better off. You know, let's, let's just take, cliche, each game as it comes, because that's all you can do. You're only as good as your last game, but you're only as good as your next one. Um, so one game at a time, playing for three points. There's going to be times where you win games where you're, you're lucky. There's going to be times where you don't deserve to get beat, but you do. And there's be times where there's a lot of games in the balance. And like Saturday, a moment of brilliance from any player on the pitch can just tip the balance. Um, so, yeah, so no... Mad predictions from me. Surprise, surprise. You'd be surprised to hear that. But can we look to be better than what we were last year? Looking ahead, obviously we're speaking ahead of Saturday. Middlesbrough at home. Big game against a tough opposition, as everyone, as Sam mentioned, everyone's tough in the championship. But from a QPR point of view, it's the return to Loftus Road, the opening of the Stanley Bowl stand. There's a lot going on off the pitch as well as, importantly, going on it as well. Yeah, first game, first home game of the season is always a big one. Um, as well as on the pitch, there's there's a couple of things off the pitch as well, which you mentioned. And, uh, you know, we go back to being known as Loftus Road, which is what everyone knows this wonderful stadium has over many years. Uh, you know, it's it's never changed, really. It's a, it's a great the atmosphere in here. Huh? I played for some great clubs and some big games. I say it time and time again. When there's a big game here on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night under the lights, there's no place better when the stadium's bouncing and rocking and the, the, the Rangers fans are behind you. So, yeah, we go back. I think um, what we did with the Kind Prince Foundation um, should be really applauded for for that, you know, by, by raising the awareness that Mark Prince and the foundation in, 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 in Kyan's name, you know, um, hopefully can, should, and will help with the horrendous knife crime that goes on and we hear about um, too much for me. So we got that. Then obviously the official opening of the, the Stanley Bowl stand, um, which a lot of people have worked really, really hard to, to, to make it happen. Um, it's been talked about for a long long time but now it's it's real it's happened We're delighted that uh, many members of Stan's family will be here now this is a great club it's a great history we've had some fantastic players great managers um, but you know sometimes when I look at the, the list of say forever ours and uh, 
some of the players that have represented this great club. You know, we've had some outstanding players, but ultimately Stan is probably regarded as the finest of them all. And it's fitting that his name goes on the stand. And um, that's it. So that'll be a, a really good day to see and be part of. Throughout the summer, we asked, as the name is returning to Loftus Road, we asked supporters what their favourite moment was of being here at QPR. What's your favourite moment, if you had to pick what, number one? Number one? God, that's hard. It's really hard to say. Um, you know what, I had some brilliant memories here, brilliant games, personal moments, team moments. If I had to pick one... With Loftus Road in mind, it would probably be an FA Cup tie against Arsenal replay. Poor Dan Array. Um, we had gone to Highbury on the Saturday, nil nil. We brought them back to us on the Wednesday because in those days, you, the replay was this place. I think they announced there was twenty two thousand. I'm sure there was thirty five. And uh, the place was jumping. It was rocking. It was a great game of football, and we won two nil. Uh, Kenny Sanson got the first against his old club I managed was fortunate enough to get the second uh, to to sort of kill the game but that night the atmosphere in this stadium was it was absolutely electric and as I say that that game from that point of view sticks in my mind but that, listen there's others where you've beaten Chelsea here you've beaten Man United here my scoring an individual hat-trick etc etc must be my first debut goal no, I've got wonderful memories of this stadium but if you're pinning me down to one because of Loftus Road atmosphere, fans, what they can do to help close proximity of the pitch it'll be that Arsenal game What about if you put the headsets on what's your favourite memory from working <laughs> alongside Nick London on the, on the stream well, First of all it's great to work alongside Nick, I think we've been doing that for five seasons now, You know, we have a bit of fun up there uh, Nick's great, big QBR fan um, you know, I think you hear my cheers when, when, when we score I wouldn't have a favourite memory but let's just uh, hope I'm going to be doing those cheers or those yes comes out many many times this season and we have a we have a great season that whilst we're on commentary home and away we can relay the the atmosphere in the ground the, the manner of the team's performance the the, the the joy the team can bring to 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 everyone on and off the pitch so uh, so yeah no no special one memory doing the commentary other than very lucky very privileged to be part of this great club and yeah long may that continue well perfect thank you pleasure Sinson it's been a pleasure as always and if you the supporters want to get involved this year then if you have any topics that you want me and Sins to discuss, then drop me an email at simon.cheshire at qpr.co.uk or use the hashtag on Twitter, all about ours, and we'll try our best to get involved, to get you involved in the debate. Thanks again, guys, and see you soon.